great news headline, isn't it? <laughs> wet, wet hairy Italian dashes out of shower. <laughs> oh, stupid Mexican kids. <laughs> Only in my dreams. <laughs> Only in China. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Patchwork. My name is Dion and I'm with Christian. Welcome to Patchwork. And Josh. Welcome to Patchwork. Um, before we get started, guys, we'll have a little update on a, uh, a story we broke a couple episodes ago. <laughs> um, talking about one of my friends who finished his job and he actually got paid to not work for three months and we're all i think we're all a little bit unsure the the exact terms of it um since that episode has been released i've been reliably informed by the guy it was that good really it was literally business is business mate sorry but you just can't come into work anymore you've got to stay at home and we'll pay you for three months and he's like okay i'd hate it if then if the like the next place he went to work at they ask him like so why were you unemployed for the last three months? Like, that'd be a really difficult thing to have to overcome. No, no, I was employed. I was paid to stay at home. That's what I was paid to do. Well, that, that's his um, bar for jobs now. He goes, so when do I uh, start not working, guys? <laughs> I was going through some old notes on my computer and actually found um, a note of an old dream that I'd written down because I, I had this thing that I never remember my dreams. Like I wake up and I'll remember it and then it's gone really quickly. So I think this time I obviously wrote it down. This is years ago um, and it's just that spur of the moment because you know you never really can describe a dream and you can't really make sense of it because mm, something yeah. flows so weirdly and organically into another thing. Yeah. And I saw this note and it reminded me of the dream, but reading it back, I was like, this makes no, no sense at all. <laughs> so what my note read is um, terrorist group, Four lions taken away, put in elevator. Girls went and held elevator, then did shopping to stall our time. <laughs> I went to put all the stuff back. They eventually came back and helped. Then at Jack Black Waterworks concert, singing Tenacious D song, he had blonde mohawky kind of hair. <laughs> what is that? Did you write that after you'd woken up? Yes. That is just after I woke up, I got write this down. Ridiculous dream. With the view to do what with it? With the view to ultimately one day use it on a podcast? Or is it like, did you tell anyone about that? No, I was just curious because I'm, I'm like, I always forget my dreams. And I think that one was quite lucid. And I remember having a little bit of control over where it was going, but not quite being able to fully control it. The question is, now that you've read those prompts back, do you remember that dream? Yeah, there was a... I I remember there was a weird thing of being in an elevator and it was like halfway up a level and then like my girlfriends were there with a shopping trolley full of groceries and I was putting... It was really weird. It's as weird as that sounds. Girlfriends? Yeah, just my... Girlfriends? Yeah. <laughs> you, you two are my boyfriends. They're my girlfriends. I rarely remember my dreams, but the other morning um, my, I woke up and my girlfriend had recalled a dream of hers the previous night. So I decided to actually record her talking about the dream <laughs> as, as she just woke up. Um, so... We're going to play you a recording now, and I would like you guys to try and interpret what this dream actually meant. Okay. So, Christian, if I could get you to play that clip now for us. Sure. At another point in my dream, um, you were worried because you hadn't heard from Christian for a whole day, and he was meant to have met you somewhere. And then we were in this apartment, which I thought looked exactly like your apartment, but you said we were in China. <laughs> and I found a little dog and I took it up there. Um, but you still couldn't get it. I'm sure, I'm sure that it looked exactly like your apartment. Everything about it was the same. And like the outside. And you're like, no, we're in China now. 
Mm. It's definitely China. No, we're in China now. I love how Dion's the authority on where we are. <laughs> but the only the only link, I, the only reason why I think she might have talked about China is because we booked flights to China. We ended up having to cancel them, and and we were kind of really disappointed about it. So I think there must have been something in her head that linked her back to China. Yeah, there must have been a link with the little dog in China as well. <laughs> <laughs> Let's keep going. Keep going. Yeah, it's definitely China. Um. But yeah, it was strange. You were worried, and then I was walking around with the dogs. I couldn't sleep. But I mean, the balcony was sort of wobbly. Like there wasn't, it wasn't very stable. So wobbly balcony. Any? I think that's a reflection of the state of your relationship. Probably. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's on teetering on the edge. It's a bit unstable. <laughs> Have you ever been on a wobbly balcony? I'm not sure okay. if I can even. Only in my dreams. <laughs> o- only in China. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It didn't feel like it would hold us up, and then we had people coming to the balcony, which was strange because it was on like the twelfth floor. It didn't make a lot of sense. What was the other dream? And the other dream was like a movie. Well, it didn't start off as a movie. <laughs> so it started with the roll of credits. <laughs> <laughs> so we were playing, or bowling, but then it turned into this with the ocean, and the guy was giving lectures. And first there was a little boat that came and it had like asylum seekers on it or something. These boys needed assistance. They have like CPR and stuff. So if you didn't hear that, asylum seekers came on a boat and she had to give CPR assistance to them. <laughs> Dream took a dark turn. <laughs> but it's like a movie. Does she know CPR? Uh, no, I don't think she does. That's not safe then. <laughs> and then we got the ocean and then there was like this huge wave of starfish that fell from the sky <laughs> not from the ocean but they fell from the sky but they were fine they weren't poisonous or anything wait a second <laughs> wait so a huge wave of starfish <laughs> fell from the sky yep but don't worry they're not poisonous they're not poisonous no i'm gonna worry about the huge wave of starfish <laughs> falling from the fucking sky but go on and then the second wave they were all poisonous and like the instructor ate it knowing it would kill it i don't know why and then it turned into me being in a movie. Um, That's sorry. Imagine that already as a movie. <laughs> I think it's great. It's going to be the Battleship yeah. sequel or something. I really like yeah. the idea of that guy, all this starfish coming up and this guy just nibbling on one of the poisonous starfish and being fine with it. It's like, like a bear getting savage. He's like... <laughs> <laughs> with very American actors. About this sort of couple that star with each other through... Kind of strange... I guess through like soldiers and war and near the end they'd finished and this guy was interviewing them like how their life was going now that he wasn't in war and he was talking about the different jobs he could do I was like well I guess I could guard like weird compounds and stuff <laughs> weird, weird, weird compounds <laughs> not a normal compound a weird I love line. the job interview for that one <laughs> <laughs> so why do you want to work for us uh, uh, well I've guarded other weird compounds in the past <laughs> and this one looks especially <laughs> yeah. weird do you have any starfish here <laughs> like there's weird families and be a security guard and she was saying they were happy with a kid um and then it ended when i was in the bathroom and there were like i guess the film was showing me these <laughs> graffiti walls and what they were saying and like it was symbolic like they were saying things that about relationships and something like, oh, I can't live without you and all this sort of stuff. That's amazing. So in her dreams, which are sometimes perceived as being symbolic, she's having symbolic <laughs> thoughts yeah. in the dream. <laughs> that is layered. That is heavily layered. Yeah. <laughs>
And then there was all these kids running around. I think I was in Mexico. <laughs> we've got, we've got one dream in China. Sorry, did, and did Dion, did you confirm it was in Mexico or not? <laughs> I guess we'll find out. There's kids running around and this kid kept opening the door and it was really annoying. I didn't want it to leave and it was really rude. Ah, oh, stupid Mexican kids. <laughs> So I don't know if they stayed together in the end. So she woke up and doesn't know if they stayed together. Now, interestingly, on this morning... Hang on. Who stayed together? (laughs) I lost it at Starfish. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Now, interestingly, this same morning, it was a very rare occurrence because I remembered my dream. So I recorded myself remembering my dream. Christian, if you could just play that clip. My dream. My dream was that I was at the Grand Prix... (laughs) And your mum wrote something. It was like a motivational message. And then we came back the next day at the Grand Prix and it was translated into English from Czech. But no one understood it. Do you remember the message? No. (laughs) (laughs) So that's the extent of me remembering my dreams. Just some very scant details that don't matter. So so you went to the Grand Prix yep. and the entire Grand Prix was in Czech, <laughs> but you bought a second day pass to go back for the English translation. Oh, man. Oh, God. Something, something that... motivational. Don't know what it was. <laughs> but the assumption is, is, what, is there that the original Grand Prix was duplicated exactly the same the day after. But sorry, what does it mean? It was in check. Like, yeah. the cars yeah. sound weird. No, or... no, I think, I think I mentioned that the motivational message that her mum wrote down was in check, oh, okay. but I didn't even remember what that motivational <laughs> message was or who it was for. Was it for the, was it for the team? Was that it repeated? for Daniel Ricciardo? Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, so, the term for when you are dreaming and you sense that you have control over those dreams mm. is something known as lucid dreaming. Right. Now, I've experienced lucid dreaming once, and it's almost the only dream that I can remember having. So I was about to get intimate with a very attractive woman who I had been, uh, who I'd seen earlier that day working at a cafe. And if you like our Facebook page, we'll post her name on the Facebook page. Um, And I immediately knew it was a dream because I was like, oh, wait a second. I have control over this. I... I, I think I'm. I think I'm going to actually become intimate with this girl. Who <laughs> earlier today I was thinking about how great it would be to just you know be intimate with someone immediately after in, meeting in them in the cafe, yeah. <laughs> in the bed in the cafe. <laughs> but for some reason, and very strangely, the moment I realised that I was in a dream and could exert some level of control, my impulse wasn't to just make love to this gorgeous woman, but rather jump off the bed that we were already on, pull my underpants down and start playing my penis as a guitar. But but not only playing my penis as a guitar, I played it to a very particular song. (laughs) And that's not where it ends. So, immediately after I started playing this song... <laughs> great figure work, great figure yeah. work. Which is John Mayer's Neon. I somehow transported to being in the ocean and I was surfing the girl who worked at the cafe. <laughs> who was nibbling on starfish. <laughs> 
And I kept playing the song <laughs> to an great. audience of people who were on the shore. What an amazing visual That's that incredible. is. By the way, I love that you identified that as the lucid part. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, for all, that was the weirdest fucking thing. Yeah, and you went, no, so I true. controlled the weirdest yeah, fucking yeah. thing of my dreams. I took us there. Yeah. But you know, one fascinating, amazing thing about dreams is that or any faces you see of people, strangers, like if you're walking on a street and you see a stranger here, a stranger there, your brain... There, there's no made-up faces in a dream. Your brain is using faces you've seen maybe throughout that day. Someone you didn't even, you know, you paid no attention to. You just saw their face. Yeah. Your brain populates faces in your dreams with those faces. Incredible. And now it's time for Monotoly. In Monotoly, all three of us attempt to engage in an incredibly monotonous and flaccid conversation set in a new location every week. This week, thanks to one of our listeners, Gemma Hammond, we've rolled the dice and found ourselves in an aeroplane. So coming back from Bali as well. Yeah, yeah, I was there. I was just there for a week. Everyone told me before I came, it's going to be cheap. And you know what? I didn't expect it to be as cheap as it was. Well, yeah, I guess it's uh, it's not a as developed country as Australia, and it's yeah, it's cheap though. Yeah, man. stuff is less expensive there. I guess it makes sense. Yeah, I mean, did you have any of the beers there? Yeah, 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 yeah. I had, yeah, I like beers. Yeah, I had beers there. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah it was and, good. And did you go shopping? You know, like yeah, yeah. You, near Kuta Beach. Yeah, I went. I oh, know. I didn't actually go to Kuta. I was on a I was on a yoga retreat in uh, Ubud, so I just did that for most of the time. I didn't really is yeah, that want to go to Kuta. What's the shopping like in Ubud? <laughs> I don't know. It was it was a yoga retreat, so they just. I mean, you could buy sort of mats and yoga mats and like, like. Are they cheap as well? Uh, yeah. I imagine I imagine they're pretty cheap. Sorry, I'm just gonna press the call button. Just hang on. A yeah, second. yeah, yeah. Uh, so, do you reckon they would also like kind of sell singlets and stuff at Ubud as well? Yeah, quite possibly. I mean, as I said, it was it was more like this is more of a spiritual kind of journey for me. I just really needed to wind down from yeah, work. Yeah, the so. wife and kids came along this time with me. Actually, that's them sitting in the. Hello, sir. How you going? Hey, um, I'm just just wondering. Um, I'm a little bit hot in my yeah. seat, and also my iPad isn't working. Is it possible to move? just further away is from your, where I am now. Is your air conditioner not working properly? I don't know. It's working fine. I'm just okay. You can, I'm just you can have bit, some mine. No, no, no. It's fine. No, no, no. I just, it's just getting a little bit hot here and I just really want to move to another okay. seat. I don't think there's any more seats. Um, I'm not really sure what we can do. Um, maybe... Maybe get a separate fan for you or something. Well, maybe or? I could. Could I? Is there someone I could swap with? Like, is like, is there anyone I could? Swap? Well, you can swap with me. Well, that's not. No, no. I don't think. <laughs> um, I, I don't know if that's. Well, that won't really alleviate the problem, will it? It's still a bit hot. Yeah, it's still a bit hot. Um, so I'd prefer to. Is there a seat sort of? You got to take your jumper off, mate. Was well, there a better seat that I can sit in? But so you're, you're in first class. <laughs> yeah, I know, but I just really want to get out this of this seat. This is the best seat in the plane. I know, but I really want to get out you're, of this seat. You're sitting here in the cockpit. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna press the call button again. I want to speak to you. I had to call about my phone recently and I had to call Google and um, I was speaking to one of their employees on, at the call center, I presume it's a call center, um, and you know, he's probably not English as his first language, but he spoke very good, but there was one particular phrase that he didn't quite get <laughs> and I think he'd been told, use this, use this phrase, it's a great phrase, but he didn't quite know when to use the phrase. <laughs> so when a normal person would say, 
I'm just going to put you on hold. I'll be right back. Normal person. Yeah, something, <laughs> something like that. <laughs> what a fluent English speaker might say, I'm just going to, I'm just going to pop you on hold. I'll be right back. He would say midway through the conversation, you know, put me on hold a few times. Every time he put me on hold, he said, welcome, please wait. <laughs> Do you think that it would be terrifying to be an Indian person now trying to call your friends on the phone, <laughs> knowing that they're probably going to hang up on you immediately? I'm sure, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure it would be. I actually watched a documentary on Indian call centers and the pseudonyms that they use, They it's kind of, it's like when we hear these names, I don't know if we recognize how they thought of it, like, like what process they come to, but it's basically just them just coming up with these funny names and names they really want. Funny it's, names. It's kind of like funny names. So we feel like it's, when we hear that someone is called like Gordon Ramsay or whatever. No, that's, sorry, that's oh, never happened. That has never so, happened. So, sorry. so you're saying your issue is that one of them might call themselves Michael. No, and, not But you Michael. know that that's no. obviously not their name. No, it's usually something like Prince. You know, and there aren't many people no, called What Prince. do you mean it's usually? <laughs> usually? How many times have you called a support line and it's, Hi, this is Prince speaking. <laughs> Hi, this is the call centre formerly known as Prince. <laughs> um, I cannot believe we are still on the phone with people having to spell things phonetically. I can't believe that there isn't this way of entering into your yeah. phone. So if you want to know my date of birth, if you want to know my email address, I'll just type it in here, send it straight through to you. I can't believe we're still yep. doing that yep. stuff. That's a really good point. And I'll tell you what the risk of still doing that is. It's what happened to me when I signed up most recently for a gas retailer who had obviously outsourced their customer sign-up department. I spent probably 45 minutes on the phone with them. <laughs> Try to spell my name. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Come on, Prince. <laughs> this is the fifth time. Um, I spent about 45 minutes on the phone with them setting up uh, our new place for gas. And then... I, I didn't get an email after the call, even though he said that I would. So I was like, all right, well, maybe I'll give them a call tomorrow and see what's up. So I called them tomorrow and I said, oh, hey, it's Christian. You know, I'm just calling about... C-H. Yeah. <laughs> just calling with regards to the account that I set up yesterday. And they, they just said, oh, we've got no records of anything being set up yesterday. I said, so I, so I just wasted 45 <laughs> minutes on the phone with someone yesterday who just didn't input any it information. Have, it must have been spelt wrong or something. That's exactly Did right. Did you go through That's all the details you gave them? Absolutely everything. It's so frustrating. I- Did you tell them that you were annoyed at them? I, I, I yeah. wonder... So, you got... Did you get annoyed on the phone? This is how I... I I made such a big deal about this, trying to get something free from them. And, <laughs> and do you know what they offered me? The $50 prepaid credit card voucher thing that you got offered already on signing up with them. <laughs> So that they, the they said to me, you're already getting this. What else do you want? I said, but I've received terrible customer service. Have you ever complained to a company and got something free? <gasps> My. <laughs> Josh's eyes just yeah. lit up. I didn't. But it, it made me go, I should do this more. So I think it was my folks... They bought, I think it was Bickford's Cordial, and they found like a hair in one of them or something like that. Oh. Something, something really innocuous like that. They got a whole box of Bickford stuff, including a Bickford's energy drink, which I didn't know existed. <laughs> well, I had this interesting situation where I went to a like a casual restaurant and I bought an, an iced tea. And the iced tea tasted like shit. It tasted like paint. But I don't think there was anything wrong with it. I just I, was, I, yeah, I remember that. I, was, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I just think I didn't. 
like the flavor of the drink. So I contacted them. It was like this big company in Australia contacted them. Yeah, and said, not hey. the cafe. You contacted the producer of the juice. Well, I said, oh. well, and, and because at the cafe, I was like, I don't think this juice is right. Can I swap it over? And this and the guy, and I was like, taste it. <laughs> and the guy said, no, no, this is this is the normal taste. So I contacted the, the company. They just sent me out all of these free fruit bars and drinks. It was amazing. Can I say for anyone listening to this podcast, if you ever want to get something free from a company, contact Dion. <laughs> I've, I've never known someone to be so effective yeah. at getting free things from companies. The other day, I had on, I had enrolled in an online course. Well, I was going to, sorry, and and the promotion stopped. And you you told me what well, what did you tell well, me? I said to you like just contact them and say, hey, I really meant to sign up during this period. Something came up. I forgot. Are you able to like just extend this promotion just for me? And what do they do? They extended the promotion just for me and allowed me to select two other courses with the same discount applied. Okay. It's and amazing. It's just, and it's just great because I think it's the it's the recognition in my head that these companies, they've got so much to lose in this situation. Like by giving you that promo code, they saved you 50 bucks. It's nothing to them. And, and you're talking about it on a podcast. Exactly. Yeah. And, yeah. You're, and you're not mentioning the name. That's right. Yeah. And, yeah. and we will continue not to. <laughs> these companies are just so concerned that you are either going to write an online review or they're concerned that you're going to tell people that you don't like their mm-hmm. product and they'll they'll tell other people and it'll just spiral out of control. I think one of those biggest things is with restaurants and when people have a bad experience at a restaurant, you know, they tell everyone that, don't go to this place, don't go to this place. Some people make such a fuss about it. Christian, if you were handed a dish and it had a hair in it, what would you do? Take the hair out, eat the dish. Yes. Thank you so much. I would do the same as well. Yeah. Because why do people think that hair is such a, like, it's such an invasive thing? Like, surely these people have touched the food with their hands as well. Surely yeah, that's yeah. got, surely there's bacteria flying around. But yet, if it's a hair, oh my God, <laughs> it's a hair. Well, I've always thought about the idea they make chefs wear kind of, if you've got long hair, you have to wear a hairnet. But what about your eyebrows? <laughs> <laughs> Little nets to your eyebrows. <laughs> sure, the hair goggles. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> it's Monday morning and two colleagues meet in their work elevator. As usual, they have nothing to talk about, so I'm going to help them out by giving them three random words each to fuel their Monday morning blues. So, Josh, I have three words or phrases in some cases for you. And Christian, is your three words. Take a second to look at the words. All right. Oh, hey, Christian. How are you going? Hey, Josh. Good morning. How are you? Man, big weekend. Oh really? Yeah, just um, I was moving house, so um, yeah, it was really difficult. Um, so I had this huge, great big chest of drawers <laughs> that I had to move. It was it was agony, you know. It really hurt my back. Oh my god, it must have been a real um, disaster, <laughs> a real uh, terrorist effort. That was, <laughs> you, you would have felt like the Taliban. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I did, I did. Um, yeah, I did. Look, you know, I look perfectly, perfectly equitable situations oh. moving house. Um, but yeah, the other thing, and you know, moving to a new place and moving out of the old one, so I had to clean the backyard. So oh. look, normally, normally I'd use a broom, but this yeah. time I thought I'll splurge. Went and got a leaf blower. Wow. <laughs> oh, sorry, I thought you said glass blower for a second. <laughs> Yeah, I hate working out in the garden on the weekends, to be honest, because you know you always have to wear those hats. It just gives me such bad hat hair. 
<laughs> yeah, I remember, actually, I remember last week um, we were out together and you had really bad hat hair. I remember it was. I remember it clearly because we'd been out drinking and we went to get a souvlaki <laughs> and you took your hat off and it looked terrible. Yeah, oh, I, look, I look like the Taliban. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is, this is my stop. I'll uh, see you. Okay. See you, Crisp. See you, John. So I've recently moved out uh, into a new apartment and... The positioning of my room is it's kind of uh, it's kind of iffy because from to get from the bathroom to my room I've got to run past my housemate's room and he often leaves the door open and and there's just a full blown view through his window into our opposing neighbor's mm. uh, kitchen. Right? How far is it? like a few meters? Uh, yeah, 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 it's yeah, a few yeah. meters at yeah. best. <clears throat> so it just so happens. That every single time I finish having my shower and I do my naked run, <laughs> you naked run? to my bedroom. Well, no, it's a run as well. Mate, just bring your towel in, mate. Simple. <laughs> Solve that problem. But every single time I do this naked run, they're always at the kitchen sink. One of their <laughs> one of their housemates at the kitchen sink. And for some reason, I just want to check. And I stop in my tracks, I turn right and I look and we always lock eyes and I'm there standing dripping wet and naked, locking eyes with my neighbours from really far away. And you say this happens every time? Every... I think think they hear the shower turn on (laughs) and they run to the kitchen. Does anyone want the dishes done? Anyone want the dishes? I kept theorising. I was like, it must be something like that, that they're just really keen to see me naked. But then I thought if I shift... Perspective for a second. How weird is it that they're doing the dishes and they always see a wet, dripping, naked Italian man walking past? They must think that we're the crazy ones. Have you Googled this? Have you Googled like keywords to see if they haven't shot footage of it? I feel like if you just go to YouTube and type in apartment, Melbourne, shower, Italian, wet, (laughs) wet, hairy, wet, hairy Italian man dashes to low (laughs) self-esteem. It's a great news headline, isn't it? Wet, wet, hairy Italian dashes out of shower. <laughs> um, in our house, when you're going up our stairs to the second floor, there's a window halfway and it looks straight down into the courtyard of the house next to us and into their living room. And so occasionally when you're walking up, you might see people in there, but you don't, you know, it's, you're, in, you're on the stairs, you're not stopping or pausing or anything, you're just in transit. Um, and years ago, one of my friends, uh, that property actually came up for, for rent and he sort of went there and inspected it and thought oh this is this is a nice place and then he realized he's like oh but but then they can see into my living room my friends can see into the living room maybe, maybe i don't want that and i said to him sorry sorry joel do you think we're gonna stop on the stairwell <laughs> and just stare in to see what you're up to in your living room i've got better things to do with my time than that mate absolutely better things that is the legitimate reason he didn't want to live there <laughs> The other thing is that I've never had, like, tr- since I was young, I never had neighbours that I really interacted with. Mm. And I always heard these stories of kids of my age who had, like, their friend down the street. Oh, Didn't yes. you just dream of having this friend down the street that you could just knock on their door and go, hey, do you want to go play catch or whatever yeah. I did when I was 15? But I never had that. We always used to have a very tense relationship with our neighbours <laughs> from ah. from cutting stuff down, like cutting plants and throwing them over and them throwing yeah, them back yeah. over. There. there was always this tension that existed for many, many years. Well, that sounds like you're playing catch right there. <laughs> <laughs> he 
You just didn't know it. Uh, so you're talking about uh, overhanging tree branches or fruit there? Yeah, there just seemed to be this weird tension. I think that a lot of this tension exists in life because there's this lack of communication. My grandfather has a holiday house at the beach and he was asked by his neighbour to cut down his pear tree, right, which, which hung quite significantly over into the neighbour's property. And my grandfather obliged and cut down this pear tree. My neighbour... The next year, I had the gall to ask, hey, do you have any more of those pears? <laughs> That's amazing. amazing. You can't do that. He's foregone his opportunity yeah. to get pears. Free pears. Free, right. pears. free pears. But he had unlimited access to free <laughs> pears all year round. <laughs> if you're walking down the street and you see, let's say, an overhanging lemon tree... Would you grab one of the lemons? Let's say you needed it that night. Would you Would you feel comfortable? Do you think that's a crime that's worth committing? Sorry. Sorry. No, I'm not wandering down the street going, free lemon there, I'll grab that. No, I, just, I just noticed the other day I was, I was walking down the street and there was a lemon tree and I was like, oh, there we go. I, I never need to go to the supermarket ever again. I'm 100% with you, Dion. Yeah. 100% with you. I would steal that lemon 10 out of 10 times. <laughs> but I love how if you own that lemon tree and you saw someone grabbing the lemons, I bet you wouldn't love it. Oh, not at all. No. If Those thieving assholes. <laughs> There's a lot of lemons, though. It's all right. It's if you're scant on lemons. What? Well, yeah. What's the minimum number of lemons on the tree? That is. Yeah. Like, I think if you've got like ten, ten's fine. Yeah. Yeah. I've always been curious about people with really big lemon trees in their backyard because when have you ever had the desire to have that many lemons? Sorry, I don't think they're cultivating a large lemon tree. They're just cultivating a lemon tree. Yeah. And it yeah. just happens to get big and unwieldy. But even so, they know that there's going to be a point in time where they're going to have too many lemons. <laughs> I, but I feel like there's always that person at work that brings in their surplus fruit. Yeah, You notice yeah. that there's always that person that brings in, oh, I've got all these peaches, I don't know what to do with them. We had an apricot tree out the front of our old house. And we occasionally, during uh, summer, they used to stink. They'd fall, break open and absolutely stink. <laughs> absolutely reek. So we Hang had- on. Did they fall because they stunk? <laughs> oh, can't take this anymore. I'm out. out. The um, healthy ones were dropping yeah. from the stinky ones. <laughs> so we used to have like a, a house clean up and we'd go and we'd spend a day like clearing them all away because it, it was awful. A day? Yeah, it took that fucking long. Um, and so we had like all the gross ones in one bag and then all like the nice ones that were still okay in another other bag and these elderly um i think they were greek and italian neighbors just came around saw us doing go hello can i take a bag and we're like uh yeah all right (laughs) just took like three of the bags of like the good ones i was like oh just one just one please (laughs) but you have control over that just say excuse me old italian (laughs) people don't take my fruit strange in that same house, you're talking about communicating with your neighbours. We would uh, have like a sort of annual house party and we put uh, notes in the surrounding uh, letterboxes to say like, hey, we're having a party on this night. We, we didn't Great say... Great thing to do. Yeah, but we did go, we're going to keep it down. We just said, we're having a party on this <laughs> night, okay? And then preemptively, we got back a letter that has lived in infamy with our friends and there's a lot of things to this. There's a lot of things to, to this to break down. But it was firstly... It was written like it was written by a five-year-old. It was like scrawled on the size of the letters changes, but the content, clearly it was not. So the letter says, so we've put these out in the mail. Party hasn't occurred yet. It's a preemptive strike coming back. Do you have a photo of this letter? I do. We'll put it on our social media. Yeah, yeah. So this is what it says. Re-party. Thanks for the notice. However, if you are noisy, underlined, you will be hosting visits by the police all capitals, plus a complaint will be lodged with the local council as well. 
I'm on an early shift Sunday morning. If you are noisy outside of the designated times, check EPA website. I will act. Just saying what everyone in the street is thinking. Um, I feel it. like, no, I feel like Saturday night oh. is, it should be open slather. You should be able to do, to a reasonable hour, you should be able to do whatever the hell you want you on Saturday night. You should check the night. EPA website. If you're doing early morning shifts on Sunday morning. That's your issue. That is yeah. not our issue to host the party. I wonder if he's doing an early morning shift at the EPA. <laughs> <laughs> it was incredible. The last one we had there was a big blowout. It was our final one. We'd already moved out our furniture. It was just a big empty house. And for that reason, we kind of had complete disregard for our neighbours. We just had a big party, had as much fun as we wanted to. And then the following day, we were cleaning up and um, the, the, well, the girls answered the door and this woman came in and she absolutely berated George. She's like, I can't believe you do this. It's so disrespectful for your neighbours. But we all went... Yeah, you're right. It's like, you're so disrespectful. You didn't care for anyone else. You're like, no, we didn't. We just, <laughs> we had, I like, she was ready for a fight, but George was just like, yeah, you're right. You're, you're absolutely right. That's correct. We, we didn't care about you. We wanted to have fun with our friends and we just did that. She finishes yelling at you. And can I borrow a cup of sugar? <laughs> really, really good. You know what's really, really good? Really, really good. You know what's really, really good? Do you know what's really good? Hosting a party at your own house and not having to travel home. (laughs) Really good. Really good. Really good. good. You know what's really good? When something is really expensive, but you know a guy and he totally looks after you. (laughs) Really good. Really good. Really good. You know what's really good? The little bit of mist that comes out when you open a can of Coke. (laughs) (laughs) Really good. 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 Do you know what's really good? Good parenting and well-behaved children. (laughs) (laughs) Really good. Really Really good. good. You know what's really good? When you feel a sudden urge to go to the toilet just as you're opening the front door to your very own home. <laughs> really, really, good. Good. Really, good. really good. Really good. You know what's really good? Taking the first dip with a knife into a fresh jar of Vegemite. <laughs> really good. Really good. We love hearing your really goods. And if you want to submit your really goods to us, please search for us on Facebook. You know what listener Dan Enright thinks is really good? When you peel back the tin foil of a yogurt container and there aren't any rips and it all just peels back in one beautiful piece. <laughs> really good. Really good, Dan. Really good. Thank you for listening to Welcome to Patchwork. If you would like to find us, you can find us on Facebook at Welcome to Patchwork. Uh, and you can also review us on iTunes. That really helps us out when we get those reviews up. Um, so thank you for listening to Welcome to Patchwork. I have been Dion. I've been Josh. And I've been Christian. Goodbye. 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 the guy actor was um he's like a well-known he does i think i've seen him in a military movie before didn't know who the woman was i didn't think i'd like the movie in the beginning
but I ended up really liking it. It was really well filmed. 